Bem-vindos ao podcast Trilingue, um podcast que falamos inglês, português e várias bostas. Eu sou o Fábio, eu morei nos Estados Unidos por 4 anos. E eu sou a Gabi, eu morei na Austrália por 4 anos. Esse é um podcast com uma pegada um pouco diferente. Nós vamos falar sobre coisas corriqueiras, só que em inglês. Bem-vindos de volta, Trilinguers! Hoje nós temos um convidado mais do que especial, uma pessoa que eu vejo, ou não, mas que converso muito durante a semana. É o meu chefe da Uber, o Biel. Ele está se juntando aqui a nós hoje para conversar um pouquinho mais sobre vida pessoal, vida profissional e, é claro, o assunto quentíssimo do momento, Big Brother Brasil. Biel, fala um pouquinho mais sobre você. Oi, pessoal. Sou o Gabriel. Tenho 36 anos, sou mineiro, é, talvez vocês não vão perceber sotaque de mineiro, tudo que eu falar aqui, porque já estou um tempo fora de Minas Gerais, é, e é isso, estou super animado para participar com vocês. Aí sim, boa! Maravilhoso! Let's switch it up? Let's go! Are you ready, Biel? Cause... I'm born ready! Oh yeah, Damn. great! <laughs> Coming in hot! I have like a little FYI for you, um, we had some special guests leaving some special questions for you people that know you much better than i do um, that happens to also be called gabriel i knew this was a trap <laughs> someone's definitely throwing you under the bus just a little bit just slightly but yeah why don't we start with um one thing that i'm really curious about and fabio will have other things as well You know, like our yeah. co-host is here too, guys. Yeah, He didn't say a word, but he's still here. I said a few. <laughs> um, the first thing I wanted to know was about um, this journey of, your, of yours with like being from Minas and then moving around. Tell us a little bit about that. And also, if you can, integrate a little bit more about how you learned how to speak English. Okay, cool. So, um, I was born in Minas, in Belo Horizonte, that capital uh, and I lived there for the biggest chunk of my life so far so I just lived uh, I just I just left uh, Minas in 2016 so that makes five years now right yeah so I moved to Maranhão that is on the far northeast of Brazil okay far. yes talk about far I mean <laughs> If if I if I try to go any further, probably I will be on Amazon or something like that. Yeah, the Amazon. So I moved to I moved to to Maranhão for work. Um, we went there like with a job for me, my husband. Now my now husband, who was my boyfriend then, he went for to try it out and see like how would that life in in the northeast of Brazil would look like, uh, and then. Probably I forget already the second question around that, but um, it was kind of a crazy idea, like to move around, um, especially because the job situation in Minas Gerais was not that good for my for the area that I expertise on. So I was like, well, I mean, there is not much room for me here anymore. Let's try to switch it up and see where where are the opportunities. So we went there. And the fun fact there is that when we were discussing about moving, I got an offer for a position in Sao Paulo back in 2016. And, and my then boyfriend said, well, probably we should skip Sao Paulo because Sao Paulo is too crowded, too, too hectic. You, we wouldn't like it. Let's try to go for someplace calmer. Yeah, you are aware now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, there is no way out of it anymore. Do you like it though? Well, I mean, I've been to Sao Paulo really, like enjoying Sao Paulo only for the first nine months that I was here because then COVID got in the way, right? So yeah. I do enjoy my apartment. I enjoy my neighborhood. <laughs> Not as much as I would like to say that I enjoy yeah. Sao Paulo so far. But it's so you do here pretty recently. Sorry, come again, Dean? You moved here pretty recently. Yes, I moved to Sao Paulo in April of 2019. So Damn. I onboarded on Uber on April 15th. So I got here like one week prior to that. So it was wow. kind of a very crazy 
moving around and trying to find our place here, where we should live, where we should like um, get our cats back. Because in, in Maranhão, we actually adopted two cats. And when we decided to move to Sao Paulo, of course, they should come with us. Uh, and actually, they got like the better treatment. I'm pretty sure that you guys know that cats get better treatments than us when we are traveling, right? So it was kind of crazy to go over like this a week prior to joining the new company and the mm -hmm. institution, but everything worked out. Let's go back to where we were before. Um, yeah. I wanted to know more about your cats. You say you brought them with you from Maranhão. So actually, Sophia is the oldest. She's going on she's six, going on seven. So I mean, she's extremely old. We got we got her on 2017 uh, out of a, a friend of, of a, actually a friend of ours that he worked with me in Maranhão, but he decided to become a priest. Actually, he is a priest now. He's living in Mexico. Oh no! Wow. Talk about like a, a change of life. Holy like, shit! Yeah, totally. I mean, <laughs> we were working on we, we were working on contact centers. Actually, he was working on the QA team as well. And when I got to Maranhão, he said like, "Well, this is my last year here because I decided to follow my path into Christianity." And actually, it's a it's actually a good story also because he found Sophia um, coming out from a gay club in Maranhão, like 5 a.m. Wow. in the morning. Uh, and it's she was in the street. Yeah. So <laughs> she got, he got Sophia. Sophia was with him like for at least one year and a half or something. So right. he, got, uh, he, he got out of Maranhão and decided to join this community of priests that are actually um, going back to the community. They don't go like those very high-end priests, like spending a lot of money. So he lives in a very um, countryside city in Mexico. He doesn't even have internet there. We talk like every once in a while. Wow. So he gave us Sofia and actually I never had a cat in my life. I just got Sofia because my boyfriend was moving in with me. It was like our first time moving in together. And he did have a cat when he was growing up. So I was like, wow, what's the best way of like enhancing the new life in a different state and having a new pet, right? So we got Sophia, very grumpy cat. She doesn't like to be touched. She doesn't like to be cuddled. She doesn't like any of the things that regular cats does. Uh, even catnip doesn't work with Sophia. <laughs> and it's super funny because when people talk to us about catnip, they were like, it works with 70, 75% of the cats. So Sophia is probably the 25th. 25% of the cats. Yeah, okay. What's your experience of giving catnip to your cats? Because I've never seen it. i never given to any of my cats. I, Why? It's I don't so know. Fun. I never thought about it. Casambito likes it, right? The other cats. The, the younger, I mean, he loves it. I mean, I think he's addicted to it. <laughs> and, it uh, and you should try, Fabio, because it's, it's, a, it's a pretty cool ride just to watch. Yeah. How they get like crazy. I mean, I don't know about your cats, but uh, here in our house, the cats are like crazy, uh, like in the night. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, I mean, pretty much catnip for, for Beetle is like shifting to night shift in three seconds. He goes like, yeah, M, like crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then he's just like very, very quiet because he's too tired to, to just do anything. My, my cats are like, awesome. yeah, my cats are not like that. They get really needy. They really need to like, you know, cuddle and they're just all over you. And then out of the blue, they attack you. That's it. Oh, yeah. I mean, Beetle, actually, we had that thing that we used to we put on a corner for the, the cat uh -huh. to scratch himself. Scratch, so, yeah, yeah. Yes. So whenever we, we throw some catnip for him, he goes like crazy scratching himself like, like crazy you have you guys have no idea like he, he he totally loves it but not with us but yeah i mean we got sophia she was like a single cat in the house she was the queen of the house nobody bothered her uh we actually just castrated her this is is that how you say it in english i don't know how to say it. yes what desexed yes so yes we we did that i'm not gonna repeat it again <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I sound like a fool, uh, but then we did it, 
And then we went for a trip. I mean, we got married on 2018 and then we decided to take like. Uh-huh. I want to know that story too. Yeah, we're going to go there. So <laughs> we, we went for our honeymoon to Buenos Aires in Argentina. Uh, and we left Sofia for 20 days. I mean, uh, of course, we had people going back and forth, like checking, on, checking in on her, giving her food, checking her water. But she, she just stayed like 20 days alone without like us in the house. So when we got back to Maranhão, she was super needy, like really needy. Uh, and then we thought, wow, maybe she's saying to us that she needs a brother. <laughs> uh, and that is when we realized we actually do not know how to read Sofia because <laughs> Vito, Vito, I mean, uh, Vito was also um, adopted from the street. Actually, uh, a friend of mine in Maranhão, her cat got Vito and her, his sisters out of the street and then she kind of adopted it. Uh, and then we got Vito because we want to have a male just to have some balance. I mean, all these stupid ideas when you get a different cat. <laughs> all of those, we checked those, made sure we were like going for that. Yeah. And then we got Bito and Sofia went on a feast or, or a strike, a food strike for, I don't know, yeah. five days. No way. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she even loses her hair. She didn't like went to pee or anything. She was like. Bitch, no. What the yes, fuck? exactly. I mean, <laughs> do you really know what you got? How dare you? How dare you think that my love for you meant that you had to share your love with someone else. That's what she was telling you. <laughs> yeah, and she was like pretty like... That's hilarious. Jumpy, jumpy yeah. with anything that we did for a little bit of time, like let's say two or three months, that yeah. she was like super bothered with everything. Uh, and actually there is a picture that we took from her as, they, as Beto was growing because we got him like he was, I don't know, maybe one or two months or so. He was super, super little. Mm-hmm. Um, and as he as he grew older, he was like jumping on her just to play along with her, and she was super pissed. And there is this picture that he was kind of choking her, and she's <laughs> looking like, "Fuck you guys! Why are you guys doing? <laughs> I cannot do anything because this cat is all over me." And there used to be a face group, uh, a Facebook group here in Brazil for for cat lovers that I posted there and Sophia was like the sensation there because the face I mean she was pretty much looking like Poca every time (laughs) she's in Big Brother like (laughs) like, bored I don't want to be here why did you guys brought me here yeah so that is pretty much Sophia and Bito is like the life of the party I mean he's two going on three years old so he's super young he just has to Sophia is seven Okay, she's older. That's why she's she's grumpy. Cats have strong personalities. Yeah. I mean, I had a cat that was super grumpy, and whenever we got a, a new one, she just bailed. She went to live with uh, with our neighbor. Yeah. And can you blame her? I mean, after I mean, that now, I don't blame Sophia for any shit oh. that she gave us. I would have <laughs> did the same. Yeah. yeah. She was uh, she was there. She had her space. We got a cat and a dog and she was like, "Fuck no, I'm out of here." And now, just for your information, Biel, Bingo has like four dogs. Yeah, I have four dogs and, and like three two cats. Two cats and one of his cats actually comes to my house yeah. in the middle of the night just to tease my cats. And then the dogs go crazy. And there was this day like out of nowhere the sound because we have like inverted walls in in the house to for the cats not to get out um out of the blue this this noise and i'm like what the fuck is this the dog's going crazy 3 a.m in the morning i was like what the fuck is this i came out and i got my you know my um light like like flashlight flashlight out and then i looked at it and the cat Bingo's cat was like this on the <laughs> other side of the wall, and my cat was like this on this side of the wall, and his cat just started running, and then the sound like because the walls were just shaking with with his. Yeah. It's a boy, right? Yeah, it is. And he comes to like it, it feels like he's dating Bruce, my cat. Feel like they're dating. I, I have mean, it could feeling. be happening. He he changes like his lifestyle is he goes out at night. 
and just fucks with everything. And then he comes back right in the morning as I'm waking up and just lays in my bed and stays there all day. All day. Again, yeah. can we blame him? No, like I wanted that life. It was raining and cold today. I'm like, if there wasn't Corona, probably that will be us. So I mean, yeah. they're living the life that we want. But I mean, by what you guys are saying, probably Beto will join the party and do it. Yeah. Yes. For sure. But yeah, you brought your cats from Maranhão, right? Yeah, I did. How, how was that? Did you just flew them in? I flew Good. them in. Actually, yeah. the company paid for it, so thanks so much for the company. Oh. Oh. Thank you, Uber. Thanks, Uber. Uber we love for the parts. <laughs> I will never say anything bad about it. So, I mean, we flew them in, and actually, they stayed at a bath hotel for 20 days. Hmm. So, um, it was funny because I booked just one room for them, and it was like very... Um, The decoration moved from room to room. So there is the Africa room, the Hollywood room. It feels like a, 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 a big brother party for the leader. Like, so we picked this room that was like bigger and it was like, that is cool for both of them to be there. First night in, the vet called me in and said, I'm moving Sophia for a different room because she's not eating. She didn't go to pee. She's super jumpy and I cannot have that her like that here. And I was like, no, but that's Sophia. I mean, she's gonna come around. And it was like, no, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I cannot do that. I mean, if you're, you're the owner, you can do it, but I, I, won't, I won't be responsible for that. And I'm like, well, okay. So they'll just charge me double because that's what cats does to us, right? I mean, yeah. And a lot of We're money. pay their bills. That's life for us. Exactly. I mean, I just, I, I, I'm, I mean, that's life with cats, right? Yeah. So they stayed there for 20 days. And when we got there to bring him them in for the apartment, the vet told me, well, you should buy, um, what is the name of the thing that you should buy when, when you're putting cats on different places or a new place where it kind of mimics their smells? Mm, like a floral, like a floral? Yeah, but it's something, it's something that it's like... Um, oh, yeah, of pheromones, cat pheromones, Feliway. Feliway, yes, Feliway. So he was like... Well, I should instruct you to buy Feliway because then it will replicate the pheromones and then they will feel like less stressed, nervous and stressed. And then we got back and we were looking like, how much did it cost? And I was like, well, you guys did find your way back to each other in Maranhão. You're going to do just fine here. I'm not going to buy Feliway yeah. away for you. How was so, it? How much was it here? Like 200 uh, reais? Like 300 reais. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Because in Australia, you can get it for like $40. Yeah. So I got that for my cat. My cat Pretty came chill. basically showered on that from Australia because he is anxious and he didn't have his anxiety pills with him. So I was super concerned that he wouldn't be happy. So I bought Feliway and I literally showered him with it. Um, yeah. And also I bought like in Australia, there's this like catnip snacks that make your cat relaxed because they mixed it with pheromones and you're basically drugging your cats yeah okay i mean it's recreation also it's, <laughs> it's recreation yeah, I mean, it's, medicinal. Medicinal. it's medicinal it's medicinal, <laughs> it's medicinal. <laughs> again i mean probably this will be my my catchphrase here can we blame the cats no no <laughs> i wouldn't yeah so i mean this is this is this was like pretty much what we did with the cats now beto is like bigger than sophia um and well, sophia is still good. photos we'll post it for we'll sure. some photos okay i mean we, need we, we have an Instagram Find that one of, of him like choking her i want that <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly sure. sure actually we 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 get to that place i don't know if you guys are there probably being you, I don't know about the amount of pets that you have, but we have Instagram accounts for the pets now. Oh, oh yes. So I, we crossed that bridge. I, I, used to, I used to have it. It's just, it's so hard. I don't, I barely manage my Instagram account. I can't manage his as well, like their, their accounts. So yeah, I mean, that is a reality, right? I mean, what's the, what's, what's the account? The, what's the handle? It's Sofia and Vito Martins. Okay. With a PH or F on Sophia. We'll find it. With an F. We'll find it and we'll share it. So that is a good thing about Instagram because right now I manage four different accounts. Oh, wow. Uh, it's okay. too much. 
that was like literally the first i'm following them they're yeah. so cute look at her nice her? She's, she's no the... that's him that's him that's yes Velasoro. pretty majestic yeah he looks like my cat look at sophia she's so pretty. oh yeah she looks like a a, a, oh a female God. cat who does not give a fuck Like, do she not looks touch like me. a bitch. I'm not gonna lie. Like, don't touch me. We have a, an illustration of me and my husband and Sophia, and the the illustrator did her like with the grumpiest face ever. I love it. Like I'm coming for your life. Don't try <laughs> to test me because I will come for you. Have you? Hilarious. Are you doing TikToks with your pets too, or just like? See, I'm not that young for TikTok. Being oh, so, I mean, TikTok for me is something that if. People just forward me some some videos. It's fine, but yeah. I didn't get the hang of it yet. Yeah. But I'm going okay. on vacation, so probably I'm not making any promises. So I'm, I'm trying to be like as away as possible. From yeah. yeah, that's great. Things go like super viral in, on TikTok. There's a trend going on now, which is it's an audio of a lady saying, "Oh my God, I die for you," and they're filming the cat. And the cat replies like, "Okay, then die, <laughs> die for your queen." <laughs> like that shit would rock with Sophia. Yeah, like, because actually that is her life with us. Like, yeah, yeah. pretty much. She doesn't care. She okay. literally doesn't care. Let's She would move. Fit let's the let's perfectly. change subjects. Yeah. We've talked about cats for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about your first of all, um, your wedding. And the bomb that you dropped this week—that you just met your the, your husband's family. Okay, cool. So yeah, uh, we've been together for almost seven years mm -hmm. right now. I mean, I met him on Grinder. <clears throat> I don't have any shame about it. I mean, that's where people usually meet. Yeah. Uh, but the funny thing is that after we met there, we actually found some like really cool touch points between our lives i mean he studied with my brother my younger brother wow they went to to the fifth or sixth grade together oh my god uh, yeah i mean we were bound to meet that yeah. that is the reality i mean and then when right. he joined his first degree on 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 the university he studied with my cousin wow and we yes i mean it's minas right minas we usually <laughs> think yeah minas, right? but Are you sure cousins? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, we 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 managed to, to check that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we we met in in 2014. Uh, he comes from a very religious family, so a very like strict and conservative family. Uh, and actually, they were not accepting of him being gay since he came out, like when wow. he was 15. So he went throughout. Uh, through all that um, reverse psychology therapy for uh, let's try to take the gay out of you. Um, so it was kind of a pretty like sensible situation with his family. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I mean, we started dating. He's nine, nine years younger than me. So it was kind of like, it was fun in the beginning because my mom was like, he's just a boy. And I'm like, well, That is that is what I'm looking for. If you want, we wouldn't be here in this situation, right? right? So we dated for two and a half years before we decided to to move for different cities. Actually, he was uh, um, finishing his graduation, getting his degree on advertising in Minas, and it was like, well, as soon as I finish my my and I get my degree, uh, I'm gonna move in with you, and then let's go for look for for any adventure that we may find i mean that is his approach i am not the adventurous guy probably i will be in minas if it wasn't for him like pushing so much like let's try things differently right mm -hmm. so we moved to marayon together um and we decided to get engaged and we i mean the this is a fun thing we decided to get engaged actually i was planning to to propose and then i told this friend of mine And then he was thinking about proposing to me. And then he told this friend of his that they are actually a husband and wife. So they knew that both of us were about to propose, but they couldn't tell. And they were like, yeah. oh my God, how, how, how do we get out of it? So there is also like this 
difficult thing with us because we don't plan a lot. For example, we are going on vacation starting next Monday and we just finish up our plans for the vacation today. Like where we're we going, what we're going to do. So um, I was having like very cool ideas of how to propose. He was actually just planning a proposal as well. But, the, but then we got on a very, very bad patch. My mom got sick in Minas and then all of our plans kind of shifted. But then again, even if the plans were shifted, we, I, I think that the willing to get married kind of increased. Yeah. So we went to celebrate our, our anniversary uh, on a restaurant in Maranhão. And then he was like, I was planning something for today. And I was like, yeah, I was planning something for today as well. And then he was like, do you want to tell me or should I tell you? But when he was like, should I tell you? I was already like bawling my eyes out in the restaurant. <laughs> like, but I'm not going to tell you if you're going to cry. And I'm like, okay, let, let me tell you then. And no, no, I want to tell you. And then he told me like his ideal of proposal. And then I told him my idea of proposal. He told me, well, I told Fernando that that is our friend. And I told Taila and it was like, well, let's just get engaged here. Let's tell them that we got engaged and that's it. And then we got engaged on, a, on our anniversary that is October 15th. That was on 2017. So the plan was to have like two big weddings, one in Maranhão because we managed to have a lot of friends there. Actually, uh, my best man is from Maranhão, somebody that we found there. It's like family to us. And we wanted to have also a celebration in Minas. But then we kind of shifted again because we have to reorganize all of our plans. And then 2018 in Brazil was like pretty hectic here, especially for the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, let's just skip all the shenanigans and just get hitched. Let's get married and on the spot. We went there, got all the paperwork and we got married one week after his birthday on August 24th. Uh, and that was it. There was no like big celebration or anything. And it's something that we keep discussing since we didn't have that. Let's do it when we get like five years or 10 years. If we manage to get there, probably that will be the approach. You nice. mean like uh, throwing a party? A exactly. big party to celebrate? Exactly. Nice. That's very nice. I like that story. I think I love how in sync you guys were, you know? You both were thinking the same thing at the yeah. same time. And I think yeah. that is so cool. That, that, you know, that to me just says everything about your relationship. Yeah, and it was funny because after we got engaged on the restaurant, we called our friends and they said, well, we yeah. got engaged. And, and my friend was like, oh my God, did you propose? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I think we both did. And then we went to their house because we want them to be like, our best guys for, for our yeah. wedding. Because I mean, if they were the ones that, that we were discussing about it, yeah. there is no better people for us to be like with us. Oh yeah. For, for sure. sure, for sure. That's so cool. Now, so, okay. I think I get why it took so long for you to meet his family. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and, yeah, and getting back on that, they, they, they kind of didn't acknowledge the relationship at all so basically what did they say to his families uh his family members was like uh nathan is living in maranhão because he went there to work so pretty much and i was like yeah. do people actually buy that that you just left your city to go like to the far northeast of brazil just out of work i know i know people exactly like that literally what you said like i know people old people religious people uh not like they were uh, masons, mm -hmm. so they did not acknowledge their son was gay and that his son was basically married to a man for like 15 years and they just said they are friends like yeah yeah actually my, my my husband is not a single gay uh family member i'm not gonna out anybody here on the podcast <laughs> okay, don't. don't worry okay but uh he has this um this relative that she's like the oldest or maybe the oldest on, on his father's side. And she's a lesbian, everybody knows, but nobody acknowledges that. And she had like uh, her fair share of girlfriends that were actually like 
aunties for everybody, but just a regular friend. I mean, people yeah. went to their house, they had like a single bedroom, but nobody even acknowledged there was a relationship there. Yeah, that's exactly what that couple had. Literally, like I didn't know they were a couple because every time I would go out with them, I would be with the older people. So they would just treat them as friends yeah. until one day they were like, do you guys want to stay? Like I was with a boyfriend of mine back then. And they were like, do you want to stay the night? Like you can stay in the guest room and, you know, we'll just stay in our room. And then they, you know, showed me the house and everything. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I was right. <laughs> You've been fooled for quite a I've bit. I've been fooled for almost a year. And then I was like, fuck, I was right. And that just, it makes me sad. But I mean, eventually I think they will have to accept it, right? Like they, they did treat them right. They didn't do anything bad for them or anything like that, but didn't- But nothing good, it. right? I mean, when you don't acknowledge somebody, when you like silence their reality or their- their yeah, life pretty much yeah mm -hmm. it doesn't come any any good out of it but a long story short for us COVID got in the way last year everybody was like super emotional pretty sure that you guys also had some people like changing approaches throughout COVID uh, the pandemic like the rise of the pandemic and okay. and my husband um wrote an essay about how his family is super religious and super conservative and therefore super systematically racist uh, and then his father reached out and say i'm not a racist i mean i, I even have like a a, a black friend yeah. And, and, yeah and and then and then my husband was like well that is essentially why you are <laughs> so um and then some conversations start off and for my 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 husband uh birthday last year i invited all of his friends and family to to record a video and even though i was not acquainted to their parents i reached out to his sister and i said well there is no point in the middle of the situation that we're in living like very far away from you guys not to invite your parents also so i did invite them they did record a video for him and then like a few weeks after that, his father reached out and say, hey, I've been thinking about it. I do a lot of uh, reflection and praying on it. And I think we should meet, we should like step aside from everything that is pulling us apart. Uh, his younger, his like, his younger sister just had a baby. Uh, and I think also those kind of situations like generation shifting kind of puts people in a different mood. So mm -hmm. yeah, last year on my first trip after the pandemic starts, we went to, to my hometown and then I went to meet my in-laws. It was kind of, have you guys seen uh, that movie from Jordan Peele, Get Out? Yes. So I was, I was that guy, that black guy in the oh, middle God. of a very conservative white family feeling very out of place trying to find my balance but yeah i mean we are figuring out i mean it's the fourth it uh, we've been there four times since then uh, we actually spent like the christmas eve together That's yeah cool. but yeah that is a good like progress but yeah. we are still on that place that you said gabby on people not really acknowledging the relationship they just yeah. acknowledge that we exist yeah not what we have yeah, but eventually I think it will evolve and everything will be fine. People can't fight it forever. Like it's not going to change. It's a reality that is not going to change. And once they understand that it's not going to change and that's who you are and that's who he is, I don't think that will, you know, continue to happen. Yeah, and it's good because it doesn't sound like you're holding a grudge against him because I probably yeah. would like fuck off. Yeah. Really being, it doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound you're like it, but you do. <laughs> <laughs> you're very you're pretty diplomatic. pissed yeah <laughs> yes i am diplomatic and something that my husband said that like i am like two levels below where i'm usually are where i usually am mm -hmm. when i'm with them so whenever i'm being like very critical or very like sarcastic when i'm around i am the very good politician Yes, yeah. I feel like I to be. I'm like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at me at work, I mean, not with you, I feel very comfortable with you, but with certain people, I'm so professional. And then 
you know, with you and with the TLs and with Bingo, I'm like. <laughs> I mean, you should see her outside of work. Like, oh God. I mean, we need to find some space to do that, right? I yeah. Mean, we cannot go like another year without like meeting. Yeah. Talking about that. Uh, the special question from our special guest <laughs> questioner. Um, I have two very interesting ones here. One is, what is your favorite bar in the Largo das Batatas? Oh my God, I'm going to kill that. <laughs> so probably, I mean, just blipped it out, but fuck you, Gabriel. <laughs> I'm smelling story here. Yeah, I mean, there is this place called Paulo Gato. I don't know if you guys know about no. that. No. Well, I mean, we should definitely go there after the pandemic. Okay. That was actually the first place that I went when I come to Sao Paulo and the specialist in the team took me there. Mm -hmm. So it kind of became a favorite spot for everybody. And there is very cool stories. I'm not going to tell them now. I don't want to embarrass myself, but oh, there are pictures. No. There are definitely pictures, videos, and all kind of like tracking of what has happened in Palma. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I'm so curious. You can't do that, that to us. No, I mean, if I could like briefly explain Palma Gato. <clears throat> You know when you are like on the uh, on the hood here in Brazil, and there is like the the baile funky for yes. for the community. Yeah. So Pauno Gato is a high end, not that very high end baile funky. Middle end. <laughs> yeah, middle end um, cross uh, for the Faria Limas here in Brazil. Mm -hmm. Oh okay. God. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, you can get like a very cool bar. And then you can get this guy like selling corochi for you, like for I don't know. Okay. How many <laughs> uh, and then you have people uh, um, on top of this the chairs and like breaking I like chairs. An amazing and, place! I yeah. want to go. Yeah, it's all like crazy <laughs> different. Yeah. I want to go. That's yeah. cool as fuck. We actually took uh, Danny Solano. Danny Solano is a oh, here from Costa Rica, and I was like. You need to go to Pano Gato because that is real Brazil. You don't need to go to these uh, half-assed fancy places that we took people from uh, out of out of the country. Let's go for a Brazilian experience of how is it going like for a bar in Brazil. Yeah, she did, but I'm not gonna expose her and watch what happened. But something it's very like, crazy yeah, happened. She happened. loved it. She loved it. Okay. But we have a very cool story. On oh my God, Biel! How did that unfold? It? You're gonna kill us. I'm so curious. We just okay. I'll, I'll let it go this time because there's another really cool story that I think you don't want to tell us as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it has something to do with a tattoo in Mexico. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> so we went to Mexico last year. Like it was the last trip of the company. Actually, while we... we we landed in Mexico. There was already an email, global email, saying no trips are allowed anymore. Uh, we are closing the gates. Nobody is allowed to, to travel. But we were already in Mexico for a whole week. So might as well enjoy it. Of course. So on the last day, I, I talked to my boss and I said, well, it's the first time that Gabi is here and, and Jackie. Uh, the other team lead from Costa Rica. And I was like, I would like to take them like outside and see like some very cool places in Mexico, what do you recommend? And he was like, well, you should go there, you should go there. And then he gave me this final advice. And that is a tricky piece because with Dani Solano's situation on Paulo Gato, also my boss Adolfo gave me a, a final advice and I didn't follow through with his advice. That <laughs> happened. So in Mexico, he told me, well, go to this place, go to that place, but whatever you do, don't trust Mexicans and don't follow any Mexicans that call you in. And I was like, well, okay, I mean, how would I follow a Mexican if I don't even speak Spanish, right? That won't happen at all. So we, we went for the historical center of Mexico, a very cool place. Have you guys been to Mexico? No. No, I, I've been to Cancun, but that's pretty much not Mexico at all. No, Cancun is pretty much like a, a, a side piece of Brazil right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm planning to go there. Actually, it was one of the plans last year. So, but you should definitely go to Mexico. It's a, it's pretty amazing how like culturally alive they are 
Uh, and it goes beyond what we actually get here in Brazil from what actually Mexico is. So we were there in Mexico, like going out and about. We had our lunch in a very cool place. Uh, and then we got out. And there was this place where it looks like um, 25 de Março here in Sao Paulo. Mm -hmm. A lot of people selling shit and, and calling people in and say, hey, this is very, very cheap. Come here. I have this to offer to you. And then I, I was talking to Danny Solano because we had a plan to have a tattoo in Costa Rica together, but we didn't. And I was like, maybe we should get a tattoo here in Mexico, Danny. And then Gabi was like, I'm going to get a tattoo as well. And then Jackie was yeah. like, no, guys, you, you're crazy. And I'm like, Jackie, you're a minority here. I think you should also... <laughs> Uh, just abide and get a tattoo with us. So this guy just listened to us talking about it. And it was like, uh, tattoos, tattoos. We have tattoos. We have tattoos. Of course, he didn't say like with this very bad Mexican accent that I tried to do, but <laughs> five minutes in, we were following this guy for this very old building, not on the main street. We went like a few blocks uh, out of the main street. We got to this to this building and the elevator was like pretty much the Titanic elevator. Oh my God. So old. But then we got to the tattoo studio. There was three guys there. And then they showed us like the catalog. We were looking for the catalog. The tattoo looked very, very like a prison tattoo. Don't get me wrong, but it didn't look like a very cool tattoo to get. So everybody was like having second thoughts, but then again, the door was already closed and everybody was like, how should we do this? How should we tell them? And Is it like, too late to back out now? Yeah, but that was actually that moment that was like, oh fuck, I'm gonna get this very bad <laughs> because I just can't get out of it because what I'm gonna say. <clears throat> so I was like playing, playing along saying like, well, maybe I should get that. Maybe I should get that. And I said, well, do you guys take credit? And they were like, no, only effectivo. <clears throat> and I was like, oh shit. I'm really sorry, guys. We're not going to get a tattoo with you because we only Bad. have it. And then we just got out of there. We didn't got in the elevator again. Just went right away, right away for the stairs because we were super afraid. But then at night, we went for a bar. We got pretty hammered. And then we started looking for like 24 hours uh, tattoo studios in Mexico to get a very drunk tattoo. Oh but lucky, luckily, we didn't find it. So we have like an invisible tattoo from Mexico that probably the next time that we'll be together, probably we need to get it. Get it. That's a wow. crazy story. I would have been panicking just from the elevator thing. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, what am I, how the fuck do I get out of this? I would oh, never call the Mexican. At the time, but at the time I didn't thought about it. Just when I got out of the hotel, the, 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 the building, I was like, I actually didn't follow Adolfo's. Um, <laughs> so I just sent him a message and I was like, we almost got a tattoo. And just, he sent me just like, oh, what? And then it was like, just call me back when you get to the hotel and please get to the hotel safely. But question for you guys, do you guys have any tattoos like with friends or something like this? Because. Yeah, I do. I have, I actually have one with my friends and one with my mom and sister. Yeah. Really? I have yeah. one with my dad. And my next one, one my is. Mom. My mom and sister. And he has one that is actually like all of our friends in our friend group are going to get the same tattoo. Yeah, it's the, same, the, boys. the same phrase. One yeah. of them has the, the exact same tattoo in the exact same place. Yeah. That yeah. is super nice. Actually, I have a tattoo with my husband that he actually draw it. It's two bears holding each other. Uh -huh. nice. It's lovely. Um, but I never got like an idea like let's do a tattoo together like, i would not do tattoos with friends i feel like no that's not a good idea <laughs> yeah I mean, you need you need I'm to glad. be aware of, of what you're getting right yeah yeah i have with my mom because i know we're not gonna fall apart i know i have one with my dad we can you know almost kill each other but we're still family and i'm gonna get one with my brother but I considered getting tattoos with friends before, and I'm so glad I didn't do it because we're not friends anymore. So that would be shit. So far, I'm doing fine. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're Let's okay. see how that goes. It's just that I think boys, pretty straight boys, right? I don't know about, you know, because my friends, they were all LGBTQ+. So we did get, you know, separated really easily when 
things started to evolve differently for everyone. Um, with straight boys, though, because they don't change, they're always stupid kids. It's so easy. I mean, that makes sense. Because things have gotten harder. But they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. But they're like, okay. How do I feel like we're putting me in this spot here? Oh, I do that all the time. That's my that's my role oh, yeah. as a co-host is to grill. We're him. used to this. Like this thing is pretty much <laughs> us exposing ourselves 100 percent of the time. He exposes me all the time, literally. Yes, I do. It's so question for you, but do anything for content. How many tattoos each each one of you guys have? I got three. I have seven. Really? That's quite a bit. Yeah. Cool, cool. I, I have 18. 18. 18. Damn, you got a lot. Oh my god, I'm gonna get two more. I'm so scared, but I'm getting two more. Oh, actually, I had two more to get, but I'm just like dodging the bullet because I'm saving for other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have 18 tattoos, and actually, what I'm saving for is because I do collect pop uh, Funko Pops. That's what I was gonna say now. Yeah. <laughs> like which I mean, one? Like every single one of them? He loves. No, it. not every single one because they're like, like it, a right? billion and a half. Like I like stuff. them. I don't have yeah. any of them. I saw. You some don't have any. So, Bill, a piece of advice here. Yeah. Do not start. <laughs> keep loving them from a distance because I got one from a, a, a good friend of mine as a birthday in 2010. Yeah. Was it, was it uh, Gabs or no? No, it wasn't Gabs. Kind of 2010, he was like a baby. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I got actually a Michael Jackson one. From oh, wow. Nice. And then for the longest time, I was like, Funko Pops are something very expensive. I'm not going to go for that. Yeah. Then I started to making a, a little bit of money. And I was like, well, let's just start like spending with shit because that's what we exactly do when we get money that we are not playing yeah. to get. It's adult so, money. Yeah. Adult money is dangerous. Exactly. Yeah. So when I got to Sao Paulo, I had my collection was up to 64 already. Damn, you got quite a bit. But then the pandemic came along. And right now I'm looking at uh, 129. Holy shit. What's your favorite? My favorite is Genie from Aladdin. Oh, Damn, wow. nice. Okay. They have so many of those. I only bought one and it wasn't even for me. It was like a Doctor Strange one. It was super hard to find. It's just so cool. I love looking at them. Yeah. But then when I was on my first meeting with Gabriel and I saw his, his wall of yeah. Funko boxes, I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. And now you're telling me you have like six times more than that. And I'm like, what? No, but actually, Gabi, I think Gabi is like 115 or something. We actually buy together because when you when you join forces and buying together is cheaper. Because we usually we usually we usually buy outside of Brazil, so we have to ship. So yeah. it's better to have like a big bunch to to have it delivered to you. Wow. Have you been to Comic Con in Brazil? Uh, I haven't yet. They sell so many of those Funkos in theirs. And like, now I know that I want them. Every single model you, you could possibly think about, they have to sell in there. It was like a sea of Funko Pops. Like, yeah, in the reality with Funko it. Pops, and I mean, the industry for this is like endless. And yeah. that is something that my husband keeps telling me. I mean, we were just rewatching uh, The Mandalorian and he was like, there is no way they actually thought about doing this story out of like creative evolution of the story of Star Wars. Yeah. They're just doing this shit to make us buy some Funko Pops. For sure. <laughs> and we actually did. So, Which, what What is one Funko Pop that you really want, but you didn't buy yet? Or you didn't find um, it? Have you guys seen Coco? The, the movie? movie? Yeah. No, but so, I know what that is. I am trying to get a hold of Miguel. That is the, the, the oh. main character there. And in Mexico, they, they have this cool, um, this cool tradition uh, during the Day of the Dead that the spirits of the animals are like the guardians of the dead people. So you have a very, like, very slum dog pet, like yeah. in real life. When they move for the, the, the dead world, they're like super like colorful. And there is this cat that is called Pepita that actually when we saw the movie, my husband wanted to paint Sophia like her. 
and yeah. it's very bright colors. So there is this Funko Pop of Pepita, and there is Miguel. Miguel actually is already vaulted, which makes it very, very expensive and hard to find. Yeah. So I'm just looking for the right price and I'm trying to, to work my, my way around with my husband to let me buy it. <laughs> Not an easy task. Is Coco the movie where the, the kid from Mexico sings and he goes to the... Yes. He goes that movie's beautiful. You've never seen it? No. You're I don't out. like movies that make me cry. Oh, you're going to yeah, cry. Yeah, you're going to cry from start to, to the end. Yeah, I don't want that. For I, sure. I want to be happy. I don't want to cry. I mean, it's happy, but it's... Not happy. It gets you emotional. Exactly. I, I have enough of that already. <laughs> I, I now work... You know, you know where I work. So I know. I, know. I have enough emotion for a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. I, I am really sorry, but I have to cut us off. Maybe no, if we no, could no, just no. keep up, because I have to go to this meeting, and I think that with the weather, probably that wouldn't work. Okay. No, so let's just wrap up. Yeah. So thank you so much, Gabs, for thank joining you. us. We did not talk about Big Brother, but that's fine. We'll talk about it yeah. another time. Yes. Totally fine. For sure. Um, One thing that I'd like you to do is hook up your writing because you're a, an amazing writer. And I've seen some of your articles that Gabby told me that you're Come on. I didn't like, come You were really good. Because like, holy shit. I wanted shit. to talk about that too because I got to know that you're a journalist and that you write for what's the name again? It's a medium. medium. It's, it's an app where people can write and hold. Yeah. Actually, I have five articles like already there, and the editor is just like replying me back like when. Awesome. I mean, we're gonna hook you up on, on our Instagram with all that so people can check it out. But yeah, people definitely do check it out because it's really good. You'll come again to this show and tell us more sure. about your very interesting life and your writing and Big Brother. I <laughs> loved it, and let's make it happen. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank I you. Loved it. Thank we you. Loved it too. Thanks, Gabs. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.